Hey everyone, welcome to Totally Talking Sports. It's episode 39. I was about to say five, uh, but I was wrong. It's episode 39. It is Friday the 13th. Uh, very spooky. It's kind of spooky outside too. You guys see the storm rolling in, huh? It's like I couldn't tell. It, yeah, I don't know windy. if it was storm or smoke or... Well, no, yeah, no definitely smoke, but like got really windy. Smoky storm. Smoky, smoky storm. storm. It's a smoke storm. Ooh, it's a smoky storm. A storm of little smokies? <laughs> yeah, I would. Kyle like eat the little smokies. I like little smokies as well. I haven't had a little smokies in a long time. Amanda likes to put them on Bloody Marys. So we have them oh, often. Yeah, that's a that's a big that's a big move. That's a baller yeah. ass move. Yeah, dude, yeah. I I did not even know that that kind of stuff existed, but I'm excited about it. Um, so if you guys hear some dogs in the podcast, that's gonna have to deal. With, that's that's us. Fucking also, dogs. our uh, co-host today, Boogie <laughs> and Oliver. Um, however, without further ado, Kyle. How are you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, just got a nine-week-old kitten two nights ago. Um, uh, she has no eyes. Uh, we never talked about it on the podcast, I don't believe. No. Nope. Uh, yeah, we said it the, the, the day out, like, yeah. right after. after. Um, but yeah, so we named her Kiva. Uh, it means beautiful child. So just kind of fit. You know, we have a dog named Kona, so it's Kona and Kiva. Um, and they are getting adjusted with each other. I mean, not, you know, aggressive in any way, but Kona is very, uh, standoffish. And then today I pretty much, like, threw Kiva at Kona while she was sleeping, and they just cuddled. So, it was pretty fucking cute. Um, yeah, dude, so I got a little, uh, orange cat with no eyes, and it's female. Uh, orange cats are mostly males, so it's actually kind of rare to find a female one. And with no eyes? Is that a is that a stat Forget report? That. Kind of miss statistically significant. Yeah. Um, to be yeah. honest, uh, I would like to know the stats on orange cats, male versus female, because um, we're totally talking about cats right now. Eighty uh, percent male. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dude. Okay. Do you think, man, you can sell them in the black market? Yeah, and it's with no eyes. That's like double price. Rare, rare. Yeah. Rare, rare. Yeah, like maybe um, less than one percent. But no, but she's so cute, man. She just keeps looking at us, um, and it just looks like she's squinting, like because you know, like it hasn't fully healed over, so it yeah. just looks like she's squinting. Um, but man, she knows her way around, like the senses. Um, Amanda was saying that they have senses on the bottom of their paws too, you know, to where they can like smell and stuff like that. That's why getting cats declawed is like a big kind of no-no. Yeah, no, dude. Yeah, cats. yeah, yeah. Do not declaw your cats, guys. That is terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's definitely got scared and ran face first into our chairs before. <laughs> um, but for the most part, no, like, dude, she was there for 30 seconds, found behind the couch, and now if she gets scared, she darts right to behind the couch. Like, it's it's crazy. Um, she but, knows where her litter box is, right? Dude, yes. All, like, all like we literally now. did it one time, put it right against the wall, yeah. and like, yeah, just two hours later, just went and peed by herself. I forgot how much they covered up. We have a little tiny one, like yeah. tiny, tiny. Yeah. So, our, yeah, we have litter everywhere. Oh, that's our, right. our oh, litter mat. Yeah, no, so we bought a big, <laughs> you like... Got, you got to get with Logan on yeah. owning cats. Well, we bought a big igloo-style uh <laughs> Oh, hey, we have the same box. one. Yeah, so... Hell yeah. It's got little, there. little steps in? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And it's supposed to help track the litter, and we got a mat, too, yep. for extra extraction. So, we got the setup coming up in tomorrow. Um, but for right now, the one that they brought us was just a little tiny square one, and that, yeah, that bitch is flicking that shit. Everywhere, <laughs> everywhere, everywhere. Um, but right. other than that, though, I've been good with you, Logan. Oh, I've been chilling, just working, getting more comfortable at work. 
Yeah, I still have a trainer with me. They still watch me do everything. I still mess up a lot, so I need it. But it's been like <laughs> a month and a half. <laughs> it's almost been like a month. So I'm like, all right, I just feel like I should be okay by now. But it's been like uh, like two weeks that I've been out of training Oh yeah. on virtual stuff. So I feel pretty good about it. Uh, I haven't fucked anything up too bad yet. So that's great. No one's yelled at me. Uh, Absolutely good. So I'll take it. But otherwise, I've just been hanging out. Nothing, nothing crazy going on in my life. How about you, Tim? Uh, so yeah. sorry, real fast. Just so I mean, it's kind of interesting, right? Because you know, working at Starbucks for so long, mm-hmm. you know, you mess up. Okay, cool. I'll make you a new drink. This one, I mean, mess ups can be pretty bad at this place. I can reverse things though. Oh, so that yeah. easy, huh? Yeah, it's like if you fuck something up, you can just cancel it. Well, if you accidentally like let them walk away with ten grand. Mm. Okay. Mm. Can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> can't reverse that. Can't up. throw the Unicorn card on that one. Yeah, no. Okay. If I, if I fucked that one up and I walked out with 10 grand <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait a minute, come yeah. back, please. <laughs> I don't think they would. Uh, no, it's been interesting, though, because I do work. Uh, the branch that I work at is down the street from the last store that I worked at for Starbucks, like literally like a couple blocks away. So I've seen a couple regulars that I used to know that came in. Um, and I'm like, this is awkward. Do they yeah. say anything to you? Yeah, yeah. A guy came in yesterday. He came in. Oh, yeah, he came in yesterday. Did some transactions. Came in today. I mean, and him were like fucking best friends, <laughs> fucking shooting the shit. Oh yeah. And I was like, no, this guy my whole life. And I was like, maybe a little bit more comfortable, but no, nah, it, it's it's nice. I've uh, I really am happy that I that I've changed. So good, man. Good. Uh, I'm glad with where I'm at. But yeah, that's about it. Tim, how you been? Uh, good. Uh, just. Jesse went and actually saw Jordan, her little brother. Oh, yeah. I don't know, graduate from Marine Boot Camp. Um, he looks like a completely different person. Wow. He's no longer Solid. fat. Solid. Um, he's tiny. I guess he's down to like 165. He looks like he looked like he was high school. He looks like a high schooler. Um, because, you know, when you shave your head yeah. and shave your face, like when I was in BAC, I looked like I was 12, you know what I mean? So, completely understandable, but... Crazy to when I first saw Jesse sent me the first picture and I was like, holy shit. Um, so congrats to him. Um, but so she's down in San Diego right now, coming back tonight. Should be back around like midnight or something like that. So I've been taking care of Bogey, my dog, and then Oliver, Jesse's parents' dogs, uh, dog. And uh, it's it's been a little bit of a chore. Uh, however, you know, it's just us three against the world right now, and uh, <laughs> we're conquering. <laughs> so uh, other than that, though, uh, nothing big in my life. Uh, Kyle, why don't you hit us with some sports news that we did not know that we cared about? Yeah, cool. So, uh, kick it off with some NFL. Uh, regular season starts Thursday, September 9th. Cowboys versus Bucks. little update on that as well. Right now, Cowboys are 0-1 already. And uh, they will be 0-1 starting week two as well yeah. in the regular season. Absolutely. Uh, knowing that. Um, but preseason has started, and from what we've seen... Is Haskins going to be the future of Pittsburgh? Yeah, he's, he she should start the rest of the preseason games for them. He, he looked he looked pretty damn good. Also, I mean, I mean I know it's preseason, but he but looks pretty damn good. Also looks like dog shit. Yeah, Mason. So. And, and then what's the other one uh, from Tennessee? Uh, that, Josh Dobbs. Yeah, Josh yeah. Dobbs. That's who he has to beat out. Yeah, good. You know. Plus, uh, Josh per, Dobbs. I was listening to ESPN Radio, and um, apparently Dwayne Haskins has been saying that like he feels like he's in college again just because. Uh, Apparently, he was the one who tried to recruit Najee Harris to Ohio State when uh, that recruiting was going on. So it's like he's already familiar with him, you know, and like Chase Claypool and stuff like that. Like he's just he feels comfortable because he's with around a bunch of young talent like yeah. he wasn't college. Yeah. So he just feels like this is where he should be. So, um, you know, I don't really <clears throat> view Dwayne Haskins as a super good quarterback. I think Justin Fields is better than him far oh, beyond. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, 
you know, maybe he'll find some success, and that that would be nice to see. So, do you think that uh, Big Ben starts this whole season and he yes. sits behind him? Yeah. Or do you think Big Ben plays three shitty games and yeah. they throw him in? No, no, they'll, they'll start Big Ben no matter what. Yeah. If he, if Big Ben's healthy, no way, no way they bench Big Ben. And then update right now: Bills beating the Lions thirteen to twelve. Lions just actually scored a touchdown, so they'll probably tie that up 13-13. Seven minutes left in the fourth. And then Titans and Falcons. Titans uh, up 13, 16-3, uh, with 12 left in the fourth. So uh, preseason has started, man. It's just it's just nice. You know, it's just nice to have football back. Chargers Rams tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Bring yeah, your ass kicked by all our backups. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I don't really care. So, yeah, go ahead. No, I've, I've missed preseason football, man. I turned on the Hall of Fame game. It was such a mess. Just, it was like 3-0 late in the third. Just watching the news. <laughs> I watched a guy shank a field goal, like a 20-yard field goal, and then right before halftime they gave the same guy a 55-yarder, just set it up before halftime, and I was like, well, this is going to be fucking gold and then he missed it about 30 yards to the right <laughs> and I was like as well I got up and I walked away and I walked by Brittany and I was like I fucking love preseason football <laughs> she's like why and I'm like just just cause there's everything about it just, just, just watch it for watch. five minutes yeah. and tell me you don't the first possession was a fucking fumble and I was like yeah put this back um, two of uh, Deshaun Watson's accusers say that the NFL and Roger Goodell have failed me some of the questions being asked were what were you wearing one of the ladies replied what am I supposed to wear to not imply that I want a penis in my hand? A turtleneck? No. Um, yeah, that so they, they are asking the, the wrong questions. If you were wearing like a, a parka, you know, maybe I wouldn't, you know. See, but, you know, like, like dominatrices, you know, and stuff like that, they're always covered up. And then they take it off, dude, and they're ready to whoop your ass. So right, dude. Like if, if, I, if I saw like some like, she'd have to be a little bit short, maybe like 5'2", you know, and she walks in with a duster and just boots on and then opens up the duster, she can do whatever she wants. That's what I'm saying. Is Parker's, Parker's got a little spot in my heart. I'm not saying that's my number one wardrobe that I want on a woman, but it's up there. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, I agree uh, with you. NBA. Leonard agrees to a four-year, $176.3 million contract with the Clippers. Uh, Lakers. They can't in Isaiah Thomas. I... They get Isaiah Thomas. Probably. <laughs> Man, let's just add some more IQ to that team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he put up, what, 81 in a summer league game or whatever? And I don't, and, I don't uh, even think it was he... A, just like a no. pro Yeah, it was... Oh, a, just yeah. pro he, He's just playing with just other... just. I mean, not terrible players, but obviously not NBA talent. Um, I think Isaiah Thomas still has a place in the NBA. He should have been in the league last, like, two years. Yeah. Um, and then Andre Drummond. Uh, shares a story and video of him potentially saving his two-year-old's life. Oh, I saw that. He called it a parent's worst nightmare. Um, so I don't know if you guys saw the video. Mm -hmm. um, little kid's kind of chilling at the side of the pool and then falls in. His girl or a woman is in a jacuzzi. Um, and like kind of like started pointing like, hey, you're getting too close. And the kid falls in. And she was like, uh, 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 just looked like she didn't know what the hell to do. That just screams and, how yeah. loud as fuck. And Andre Drummond just fucking just flew into the camera Straight into that water and took the baby right out. I mean, he was in there for maybe three seconds. Uh, fast reflexes by Andrew Drummond. Doing what a parent should do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there you go, man. Um, NHL, Joe Thornton signs a one-year contract with the Panthers. Will play his 24th season. 42-year-old forward and his is sixth in games played and 14th in points. Let's see what he does. 
Now, a full 82-game NHL season starts Tuesday, October 12th with a delightful doubleheader. Lightning will hang their third Stanley Championship banner before they host the Penguins. And then, after that game, the Kraken will make their franchise debut against the Golden Knights in Vegas. That should be a fun one. Um, I was really shocked with the Kraken's uh, expansion draft. Yeah. Um, so... They might be worse than the Sabres. I don't... I don't... I don't... <laughs> like, seeing what the Golden Knights did with their expansion draft, and then seeing Kraken, it was... Uh, really shocked me. To me, I feel like with expansion drafts, there's two ways to go. One way is take the best players and try to go for it, and that's what the Knights did. And the other one is take the worst players, get <laughs> no fucking money on your books, get the first pick in the draft, and then your choice of free agents. Yeah, go which into, is uh, the route they went. Yeah, go into free yeah. agency and say, hey, it's Seattle, pretty <clears> decent. Uh, we can give you as much money as you would like because we have no money on our books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And let's just start something new. Here. Yeah. <laughs> really build a foundation there. Yeah. Um, MLB, Chris Davis contract. Orioles slugger will receive the Bobby Bonilla Mets treatment with a $42 million in differed payments after announcing on Thursday that he's retiring after 14 years. Uh, so that dude is getting paychecks for a very long time. That's the way to go. That's the way to do it. It is. It's, it is. I, I don't understand how, why more players aren't doing that. Like, yeah, I would like $100,000 a year yeah. for the rest of my life. To do nothing. Right. To, like, he's to, already, to, he's to already be retired. Rich. He's already, you know, he's yeah. probably, you know. Oh, yeah. And most baseball players are pretty good with their money. But this know? is and the best way to do it. Players. A little bit. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, you know, and just baseball players, you know, their reputation versus football players, definitely different. You know what I mean? With uh, <laughs> how they enjoy their lifestyles. Um, in the Olympics. USA, baby. USA, USA. Did you actually see? So, yes, USA. Caps trying USA. In, in gold medals. But did you see China is trying to fucking cuck us out of our gold medals, uh, gold medal win, and they're trying to throw Taiwan Taiwan's medals into Chinese medals. No, they don't want to claim Taiwan in real life. They can't claim it in the Olympics. <laughs> exactly. Yep. That's what I'm saying. You had your chance, China. Absolutely. You had it. Yeah, they had it. Um, but yeah, they took the lead for most golds, beating out China 39-38, and then easily had the most total yep. with 113. Second was China with 88. Fucking bitches. With 88. damn, We smashed that shit this year. Um, and then horse racing. Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit failed a post-race drug test. Uh, so Hall of Fame trainer Bob Baffert revealed that the test results on Sunday saying that the three-year-old colt tested positive for elevated levels of beta-methasone, which is an anti-inflammatory sometimes used to relieve joint pain. Uh, yeah, well, they when they did it, it detected 21 picograms per milliliter, which is more than double the allowed limit um, within 14 days of the race. So uh, some under-fire speculations over there from Medina Spirit. Oh, yeah, um, that, that's, that's been, though. It's been that way since the day after the derby. Oh, well, Daddy just found out about this. Okay. And when you look <laughs> at it, it says May 10th. So, guys, this is... Some old news. Yeah, Bob Baffert was one of my busts one week. Yeah. You don't remember that? <laughs> he claimed that the horse keeper, or like the, the groundskeeper was pissing in the head. Yes. Yeah. No. Well, guys. <laughs> I, was just, I was just staying silent over here. Just Kyle like minding my own business. And like, I was just kind of like letting you do your sports news. Dude. dude, I knew the name Bob Baffert sounds so familiar. <laughs> and I was like, huh. Huh. You know, I didn't think twice. <laughs> yeah, whatever. All right. Well, hey. Small news brought up again, guys. 
old news brought up Still again. relevant. Still relevant. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for this week's sports news you did not know that you cared about. Cool. Hey, you got anything, Logan? I did not. I, I, I don't really have anything that uh, pops into my mind. So uh, let's go ahead and go ahead and get into segments, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not forgetting anything. I, I'm nope. a very forgetful person, so I don't want to forget anything. So um, I'll go ahead and go first. Absolutely. Because uh, I, I like both of your guys' topics a little bit more than mine, so I can't wait to hear those. So I want to go first. Um, do we have a timer going? Yes. Go for it. Huh. Well, you know. There we go again. I never have. Always. You forget, Always. I forget timers. It's fine. <laughs> oh, the Lions missed the extra point, uh, so they are down 13. Sh- fucking preseason football. Yep. I extra points, man. Yep, yep. I mean, they're freebies, but uh, in preseason, they're not. That's so. a man losing a job right there. <laughs> Absolutely. I lo- I, that was, side note, that was one of the main things. Whenever a guy misses a field goal like that, I go, ah, I love watching preseason football. I love watching dudes just watch their career oh, go oh, right away no, no, from no, their eyes. It was eyes. a two-point conversion attempt. Oh, preseason football. You got to go for two. Yep. Go for the Every win. Every time. Absolutely. Every time. You're not playing overtime in preseason. Yeah, come on. Yeah. No, I, and there is no overtime in preseason. I was going to say they actually took it out. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, there's no overtime in preseason anymore. Okay. So my topic, guys, is going to be um, FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, for those of you that don't know, that is the PGA Tour season, uh, PGA Tours version of playoffs. It's called the FedEx Cup playoffs. Um, for those of you that don't know, it was established in 2007. The FedEx Cup is a season-long points competition. Um the previous winners, Tiger Woods, VJ Singh, Jim Furyk, Bill Hawes, Brant Snedeker, Henrik Stenson, Billy Horschel, Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Justin Rose, and Dustin Johnson. Uh, the only people who ever won it twice, Tiger Woods in 2007 and 2009, Rory in 2016 and 2019. So FedEx Cup, there are 47 events that will give you points towards the FedEx Cup points list um, okay. from the 2020 or from the Safeway Open running through the Wyndham Championship. Right now, the Wyndham, Wyndham Championship is going on, so it is the last event, so that's why I'm doing this as my topic today, is because uh, the FedEx Cup playoffs start next week. Uh, side note, Ricky Fowler came into the week at 125. The top 125 make it. Hey, just got a shot. He missed the cut this week. He is no longer going to be in the FedEx <laughs> Cups, Cup playoffs. Uh, because he played like absolute dog shit. Um, that's okay. I honestly didn't even want to see Ricky in there because he would have not had a chance um, for anything, and I'll explain that to you guys, uh, of how it works for those uh, or any listeners that don't know how it works. Um, so, official PGA Tour events award 500 uh, FedEx Cup points to first place. Uh, the majors award 600, and then the WGC events award 550. Um, and then f- the points are awarded uh, by finishing, you know, in a certain spot, and it, it all goes off money, and I'll, and I'll get into that in a little bit here. Um, at the conclusion of the season, the top 125 in the FedEx Cup standings will be eligible for the playoffs. Now there are three events. I think there used to be four, but now there's only three. There's the Northern Trust. That's the very first one. That's the top 125. Second one's going to be the BMW Championship. Then they they cut it down to like 75. And then, uh, give me a second. Yeah, no, 70 for the BMW Championship, and then they cut it down to 30 for the Tour Championship. So each event in the FedEx Cup playoffs, if you win, grants you 2,000 FedEx Cup uh, points. So someone at 125, if you win that Northern Trust, it'll boost you up into, like, the top 30. So you will get, and maybe even number one. It depends on, you know, points and how the leaders did and blah, 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 blah. A bunch of stuff goes into it. Uh, But each event gives you 2,000, so it's crazy. 
Um, other than that, the format has changed a little bit. Now, for the final tournament, this is what I don't like, is that the that starting the top 10 in the uh, FedEx Cup going into that final uh, event, the Tour Championship, have a significant advantage. So if you're number one in the FedEx Cup and you go into that Tour Championship, you start the tournament at minus 10. If you're second, you start at minus eight. If you're third, you start at minus seven, and so on and so forth. Um, so the number one, if you don't win the FedEx Cup after the Tour Championship, that means that you completely fell apart. You went Bryson DeChambeau in the in the U.S. Open back nine. That's how bad you fell apart. Um, now, other than that, if you win, guess how much money you win? Fifteen million dollars. Yeah. Guess how much you get for second? Five million. Third place, four million. Fourth place, three million. Um, if you get tenth, you still get eight hundred and thirty grand as a bonus. And then there's then there's another bonus on top of that. If you win, you get another two million dollar payout for the tour championship. If you win the tour championship, it's crazy the money that goes into this. So I'm going to go into my top five that I have winning right now, and then you guys can we can talk about it because I only have a minute left. Number one, I'm going Colin Morikawa. He is number one in the FedEx Cup right now. He's playing amazing golf. He's won a major this season and a w, WGC. Um, he's got eight top tens, and he's made $6.9 million just this season. So he's going crazy. My second is going to be the second in the FedEx Cup. It's going to be Jordan Spieth. He's having a big comeback year. He's got nine top tens and a W this uh, this season. He's second in the Open. He got second in the Open Championship behind Colin Morikawa. So, and I just like how Jordan Spieth's been playing lately. He's back, and I, I love to see it. My third, I know this is going to turn some heads. I'm going John Rom. I'm going John Rom, guys. I'm doing it. He's number one in the world right now. He won the U.S. Open. He's got 12 top 10 finishes this season, so he is he is on. Um, my my fourth is going to be Rory. He's won it twice, and he does have a win this season, so I believe in him. And he's got six top tens this season. My last one, though, kind of a dark horse. Hasn't been playing amazing. It's going to be Dustin Johnson. Um, hasn't been doing amazing. He's only got seven top tens. Uh, it's kind of unlike Dustin Johnson, but I like him, and he won it last year, so I believe in him. So, let's go ahead and talk about it. FedEx Cup playoffs. What do you guys know? What do you guys not like about the uh, the structure? Uh, anything? So, I mean, so I, I'm still I was still confused by the whole Northern Trust at top 25, BMW top 70, Tour top 30, and then Comcast Business Tour top 10. So the Comcast Business Tour top 10. I know I didn't get into that because I didn't have a whole lot of time. So the Comcast Business Tour top 10. That's essentially it's the top 10 in the in the FedEx Cup. Okay, so it goes top 25 to top 70. The top 30 to top 10? No, no. So the top 10, they just do that. That's just like that. That's that uh, um, top 10 bonus structure I talked about. So that's the Comcast business top 10, essentially. And so if when you finish out the FedEx Cup playoffs, then if you're number one, which will be the FedEx Cup winner, essentially, you know yeah. what I mean? You'll get an extra $2 million. And then, oh, you know what I mean? Just the top 10 is the payoff. For, for, the, for the Comcast business tour, it's a whole other thing right now. So essentially, the Comcast business tour top 10, it's the top 10 in the FedEx Cup point standings. So at the end of the tour championship, whatever those 10 are, that's what that is. That's all that is. It's not a separate tournament. Okay. It's just, it's okay. just okay. another gimmick for more money. And it just, it just proves that golf is just a crazy sport for making money if you're, yeah. if you're amazing at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, other than that, though, um, I agree with Nicola Murakawa. You guys know I love Jordan Spieth. Um, I put John Rahmet, too. I put him above Spieth. Okay. Um, for that reason where he's had 12 top 10s. 
And I mean, it, it, feel, it feels like we just keep fucking talking about this guy. He keeps finishing uh, amazing. Um, personal reasons, I'm throwing in Usazen because I like him. He'll finish second. Um, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I had, um, to, I had to throw because I knew I knew you were going to throw Usazen in it. Oh, and he's in the top ten right now, so good for him. But I I knew you were going to throw it in. See, and I had DJ at my fifth. I thought you were going to do five and a wild. I so I was looking at the wild cards because the official, you know, I was looking at the the cup standings. But the, all the people I liked were in the top thirty. After the top thirty, it falls off completely. Yeah. Where I don't believe in anybody, and usually there's some there's some sleepers in there, like maybe Webb Simpson, who's had a good previous season, and right now he's playing great at the Wyndham, and I think that plays a lot into how you're going to do. Uh, my real my exceptionally dark horse would have been Justin Rose. Right now he's outside of the top one twenty five, um, but he is in he's tied for first right now at the Wyndham, so he's going to get into the top one twenty five. And you know if you go in, it's just like playoffs in any sport. If you go in. With momentum, it yeah, it, it helps. It, 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 it just it's big, you know what I mean. So that would have been my my big dark horses, but I just kind of left them out because I no one's going to beat anyone in the top thirty. No, so that, I that, don't think so. So that's fair. And so DJ was my fifth, and my dark horse was actually gonna be McElroy because okay. I just I don't see him winning it. But I was like, he could. So I put Dustin Johnson in there because he won last year. That's the only reason I put him in there because I don't think Dustin Johnson he's not in form right now. I think Rory McIlroy is getting back into form, and you know, because I we had talked about this earlier, where you guys thought, or you Kyle thought, like Rory McIlroy was just kind of like in a slump, but he had, he won this year, and people forget about that. He won this year, and let's not forget about the Olympics when Rory McIlroy was you know five six shots back going to the final round and got into bronze medal contention. He ended up yeah. losing in that because there were seven dudes you had to beat. So I mean, that's going to be tough in any format. Uh, but he he fought back and got into bronze medal contention. I think Rory McIlroy knows when to show up. Um, hopefully, obviously he's not done good no, in, yeah, in the majors this year. But I I like Rory McIlroy. I used to hate him. Now I like him. So I don't know. I just that's I, that's no, who that, I am. That's that, that's fair. I like that. That's a that's a good point. Logan, what are your thoughts, man? What, uh, what's going on? So I'm pretty similar to you, Tim. I um, and Kyle as well. Maury Kyle one. Um, I'm gonna have Spieth two and, and Rom three, just like you, Tim. I really like Xander Shoffley. So, yeah. Uh, coming off of gold. Coming off of gold. So, I, I think he can get in there, and he's not too yeah. far back. He's at 13th right now. Yeah. Um, and he's just in great form. I think he can get that finish. Uh, and then I am also going to go DJ. I mean, he's just – I know he's not in the best of form but right now. I know, but when he's, on, when, when he's on, he's on. And it feels like yeah. he can turn it on at any moment in time. And if you're turning it on for, like, fucking 10 mil – 15 mil. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say he might turn it on at that point. So Maybe maybe his wife will tell him to turn on. If, <clears throat> Absolutely. If Wayne Gretzky's daughter was staring me down saying, I want that 15 mil, I'm going to go out there and win that 15 mil. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? I will, I will cheat. I will stab. <laughs> I will do whatever I have to. I'm getting that 15 mil. I also uh, love that if you're coming in in first place, you just have to kind of show up and you can still get like a mil. You have to so show that, up. That's the thing. People yeah. in the top Contender. 10. People in the top 10, honestly, only have to finish. You just have to get in the top 10 of each one of those tournaments. Yeah. Because like... Your thing with Xander, he's at 13, and I think in order for him to really contend and win for that Tour Championship and the FedEx Cup completely, he has to finish in the top 10 of probably the Northern Trust, and in the BMW, he has to finish top 5, and then I think he has to win the Tour Championship, which is not out of the realm of possibilities yeah. for Xander, not not at all. He's an amazing golfer. He's in the top 10 of the world, so it's not like he can't do those type of things, but that's my thing with outside of this, like, 
top ten. Within the top thirty, if you're if you're ten to thirty, you have so much work to do. Yeah. And it, just looking at the top thirty right now, that's what I was saying. Like, I like Victor Hovland a lot. Um, I think he's just too young to win it right now. He's only got one victory. Um, so it's just I, he finishes top ten all the time. That's why he's way up there. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I gotta ask, who, who's Jason Cockrack? Jason Cockrack. Um, he is Cockrack. 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 It is Jason Cockrack, though. I do like the two nicknames. wins, five top tens. Two wins, five top tens. Uh, but you got to think about all the times he's gotten top one, uh, top twenty fives, and Jason plays in a lot of tournaments because look at he, you know, um, what. Oh, it doesn't even say any say it, but yeah. So only five top tens. And I completely, I completely get that. But the tournaments he did uh, win uh, were big, so they, yeah. they gave him lots of points. And, and I mean, I just winning not. two tournaments. I mean, because look at Stuart Sink. He's he's over forty years old with two wins, and he's in that number nineteen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's guys like Kevin Na, who regularly he's only got two top tens, but he's number twenty nine. He's got one win. But, you know, that's what – when you guys get those top 15s, top 25s, those are huge points, and they yeah. just help immensely. Yeah, they, they, they jack up your points. Um, and then – so then you also said about the scoring system. I So if you get you get first, you start at minus 10. Yeah, like that's, and so that, that's something new that happened within the, the last couple of years. I kind of I hate that. I, I hated it when it first came out. And what they're – so I get their argument. So their argument is that it's rewarding – that type of like a um, dominant play throughout the season. Yeah. So I get that. I get that. I get that. Don't get me wrong. I get that. But starting with a two shot lead over everybody, even the person in second place, and then if you're so twenty six through thirty, you start at even par. So it, when you go into the tour championship, and if you're not in the top ten, getting some type of advantage because you know it, top like the top ten, you like lost. I think number ten, you start at minus four, six shots back, and you're just like, like what the fuck? Yeah. So it, I I don't personally like it. Some people do. Like, I, I've heard people's take on it, and, like, you know, I've heard radios and podcasts and their take on it, and they it. don't hate it. Cut in half, maybe? Well, I mean, but I mean, I mean even that, it's like, okay, it's so like the, the, the season, you know, where the uh, Patriots went 16-0. and They didn't get their first playoff game 14-0 to start the game. Right. They still had you to know? earn it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a new set. It doesn't... Right. Anybody, like, any, cool. anybody in that top 30 should have a... a Real chance at winning it because it's 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 golf. I mean, it's like cool. Like you built your. I mean, I understand there should be some type of reward for being the best. You know, rank going into it. Even but if it's just like, hey, if you're if you're first, you you start at minus one. Everyone else starts at even par. Give them a one shot advantage. Yeah. Which is number one. I, I would like that more. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Mean? It's, it's way more fair because hey, 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 number 26 and 30, you start at even par. You're 10 shots back. You have zero shots. And how shots. many tournaments of championships come down to one stroke? And not a lot. I feel like there's enough, though, to where one stroke would be like, wow, that's Not that, that's since this difference. new format. Yeah. Not since this new format. So this new format only went into place where the starter starts at number nine, negative 10. That that's a new format from like the last oh, no, like two no, or three years. No, 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 no. That, I'm, oh, regular saying, tournaments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no a ton. Yeah. yeah. Like okay. I was like, like, how many how many times have we seen? I was like, how many times have we yeah. seen four shot playoffs this season? A shit ton. No, yeah. You know that, what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Four like, whole playoffs. They're usually crazy. really close. Not fucking ten strokes on average. I mean, so it's going to be like the top five guys that have you know the stroke advantage, where like number five starting at like minus seven, and then it's like. 
okay, minus seven and minus ten, I'm only three shots back. I still have a shot. And then, like, everyone else is like, well, dude, I have to go extra fucking low and yeah. try to shoot a 59 here just to catch up <laughs> yeah. with the fucking guy in first. Yeah. Also, how demoralizing is it to start around and you're looking at ten under? Right. Or you're ten behind. Like, but I'm 10 but back. you earned it into the top 30. Like, you played a great season. Yeah. And, and for the guys that are in the top 125 right now, and if, you know, they get into the top 30, you know, they're not going to be unless you win two in a row. If you win two in a row, you'll probably end up being number one. But, you know, that's a fat, long shot. Yeah. You know, the guys in the top 125 are probably going to win or get top five twice to get into that top 30. But they'll be like 26. And then they're going to start even par. You know. So, I'm excited for the playoffs. However, I do not like the format. So. I agree. Absolutely. Um, uh, Logan, I want to save your topic for last. Okay. Um, I think think we should throw it. 12 minutes on that. Because <laughs> that one's going to be huge. Especially NFC. Um, yeah. I mean, we uh, we will talk on mine. I know it. Um, I don't think we'll go the first the full 10 minutes, but we can go. Cool. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, this week, my topic is going to be Conor McGregor and his path of self-destruction. So I'm going to kick it off with some important dates. In 2017, he punched an old man in the face. The first report of the incident came from the Independent, which... Didn't name McGregor directly, instead referring to him as a well-known Irish celebrity and also referring to him as a sports star. The report alleges that he hath, uh, that the athlete punched a man in his 50s who is believed to be the father of a convicted drug dealer, Graham the Wig Whalen. Both Whalen and the man Gregor allegedly punched are members of a cartel in Dublin. No police reports were filed in response to the alleged brawl. Shocker. Connor later posted a tweet of his face with a hood on with the caption that said, The Celebrity. Still, we look past it. April of 2018, throws a dolly at a bus with other fighters in it. Michael Chiza suffered a cut on his head from broken glass due to a shattered window in the bus, and he was pulled from a scheduled flight uh, fight against Anthony Pettis. Flyweight contender Ray Borg dropped out of a fight against Brandon Moreno after he had shards of broken glass in his eyeball. As for Rose Namanunez, just days away from her title defense against Ioana, said that it wasn't physically harmful to her because she didn't get hit, but the mental trauma definitely took its toll. Still, we look past it. March of 2019, he insults Habib's wife, calling her a towel. Her face was covered by a veil due to religious reasons on her wedding day. Still, we look past it. April of 2019, Conor McGregor punches an old man because he allegedly refused a shot of proper 12 whiskey. This was an old man, well past his 50s, that didn't want a shot of his whiskey. So he sucker punch him. This is a at one time a pound-for-pound, pound, the number one pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world. Still, we look past it. Now we start to get into situations that we can't look past. So prior to UFC 264, he, started, he posted a picture of Dustin Poirier with his daughter, zoomed in on his daughter, and put the quotes, Gonzo. What the fuck does that mean? After the fight with a broken leg, he threatens Dustin's and his wife. In your sleep, you're getting it. In your sleep, you're dead. You and the missus, it ain't over. Following the loss to Dustin via Dr. Stoppage. Then he makes a jab at Habib's dead father. Habib tweeted at Dustin following the win, Good always defeats evil. Very happened for Dustin Poirier. I hope you'll get the belt at the end of the year. Connor, weeks later, not days, not that night, weeks later, tweets at Habib, COVID is good and father is evil. So Habib responded, When he talked about this, only evil can can talk about your father, wife, kids, religion. If you're a normal human, you're never going to talk about this stuff. For me, I think the post... I think he posts his tweet while he drank too much or something. Then the next day he realized he was sober and deletes the tweets. Um, when he becomes normal life and says, oh, look what I did, he deletes it. This is my opinion, what he'd do all the time. Cormier said in his ESPN show, I get shock value and I, I get trying to get people to talk, 
But that was way too far. He wasn't, this last fight, he didn't get underneath Poirier's skin, right? So he's really trying to do it. To the point that I immediately called Habib last night and said, are you okay? I was asking if he's okay after having to see that, especially with no ability to do that about it again. Um, you know, since, I mean, he's not a prize fighter anymore. You know, so Habib can't go just get that, that contract and beat the shit out of him. He pretty much just had to eat it. And Habib, being the humble man that he is, he did. He just kind of took it and absorbed it and just responded very maturely and said, that was, that was disgusting, pretty much, you know? Um, and to really attack somebody who's, that was his life. You know, his dad is his life. Um, I'm disgusted, and I can no longer respect this man. I will not root for him anymore. It used to be a ha-ha, this guy's hilarious, but he crossed the lines. Nobody is hurting more than him, though. I can guarantee that. He doesn't need the money. He doesn't need the fame. What's left? Respect. It's the one thing that he's lost and it hasn't gotten back. He left the UFC to go fight Mayweather. Ever since he came back, he hasn't been able to keep up. The lightweight division is nasty. Like, nasty, nasty. I agree with DC when he said this is a cry for help, who Connor just recently attacked and called him a fat fuck. Um, he is a man that came and literally took the UFC by storm. He went from nothing to everything very fast. For the most part, I feel like he handled it well. Right? Stay, stayed with the same girl, invested, started a whiskey brand, made a name for himself out of the UFC that'll be known forever. But since his return, he hasn't been the same. In my eyes, he's pathetic, and he needs to leave the UFC. Um, he, he, was a one, he was a man that, you know, wanted to fight Nate Diaz because he said that he, you know, he, he was cocky and he was a bully. Um, that's exactly what he's become. So uh, kind of like the whole Harvey Dent thing, you know. Um, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself be the villain. I think that's what happened with McGregor. So you guys know how much of a McGregor fan I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just, oh my God. I just, I don't, yeah, I mean, I agree. He's gotten, he's gotten to the point where he's completely turned into the bully. It's not just cockiness anymore. He's literally just attacking people. And it's gotten to a point where like every single time I'm just like, Jesus Christ, dude, like, come on. Like, come yeah. on. I, I don't care if you're cocky. I like that. You know, if you just t say to a dude, like, I'm going to kick your ass. I like that. But when you start attacking someone else's family or someone else's marriage or, you know, stuff like that, it's just like, dude, come on, that's too far. You've, you've gotten to a point where you're literally just trying trying to be that like that, that guy that everyone can rally around again. It's like, oh, man, we all – because everyone used to love Conor McGregor because yeah. he used to talk shit and back it up. But now you're just getting to the point where you're not even talking shit anymore, man. You're just literally attacking them and then getting your ass kicked in the ring. And, that, and that's the sad part, dude, is that his fan base is still so strong. Yeah. Like, even after all this, there's still people taking his side, like, on my UFC pages and everything. And I'm just saying right now, dude, you call my wife a towel, it's on sight. It is on sight you call my wife a towel. You know what I mean? So, I mean, dude, yeah, he's, he's just, he's attacking everything that is way too personal for a fighter. Everything that's just way too personal for a fighter. For okay. sure. So, to me, I view it because I'm uh, weird, so I view it on an axis. So, you had a graph. <laughs> so you fucking math major. Right, so, on the x-axis, <laughs> we have, like, talent and, like, ass whoopings, like, how good you are as a fighter. Yeah. And then on the y-axis, we have the shit you can get away with. Right? And there's just a line that goes right through. Right? So just a 45-degree angle. So, there's enough, there's shit you can get away with as long as you back it up. Right? So, a guy like Sean O'Malley, right, or guys like that, or Connor, mm -hmm. how Connor used to be. You can get away with a lot of shit because you have the talent to back it up so it matches up. Yep. When you start talking, but there's still some things where 
you can still go above, and that's where Conor is right now, where even if it was peak Conor McGregor, it'd still be too far with the yeah. shit he's saying. But now it's like a guy that his talent level doesn't match. He's right in the middle. He's in the middle of the division. Yeah. He's nothing then, special, and he's nothing, he's nothing terrible. Yeah, and he's talking shit that would cross the line, even if he was the best fighter in the history, and there's not even a, com- like a conversation about it. And that's where he's talking right now. And that's the shit that he's saying that's going way too far. And on top of that, he can't back it up. So it's like, one, you're saying shit that you, no one should be saying at all about someone's father that died, uh, about someone's wife because of their culture. And then on top of that, you just get your ass beat repeatedly. Yeah. It's, you, you can't have it both ways. So, so he, he knocked out Jose Aldo in you know 12 seconds or 13 seconds in December of 2015. Fuck. In, uh, in December of 2015... Since then, he's fought seven times. He's lost four of those. Um, his one win in the last three years was against Donald Cerrone, who is an absolute wash right now. Yes. Um, so I don't even really consider that. Um, so I completely agree with exactly what you just said. Is, and, I, and I think that's why, too. I think that's the respect part, where he, he's lost that talent. So he's trying to make up for it by promoting it. And it's backfiring. Yeah. Because you're crossing the line, and you just got beat by the same guy two times. Now, given you broke your leg. Both times. Though. Yeah. Like, given you broke your leg, I, I still like, think he lost the first round, and I think he doesn't get better as the rounds go on. I think Dustin Poirier still would have beat him that fight. Um, so, to kind of see that, it's like, quit talking shit. It's, it's like that kid from high school where it's like, cross this line, didn't whoop your ass. And they cross the line. Hey, cross this one. I'm really <laughs> going to whoop your ass. Like, he's just all talking now. He's all talk. I'm starting, like, see, and I still, I still will always, I will always have a soft spot in my heart for Conor McGregor. Whenever I see him in the octagon, I, I will root for him. Um, however, it's, it, it, for me, it's gotten to the point where, like, I'm rooting for him just, just to be the Conor that I used to like. I don't, like, one, you know, like, Right after that last Dustin Poirier fight when he broke his leg and then he was like, your wife's in my DMs. It's just like, dude, like, like you can save that shit. Like, just save it. Just like, no, you yeah. just broke your leg. Just be like, just, just, you, you can yell at, at the mic with Joe Rogan sitting next to you saying like, this is bullshit. Like, I'm going to come back and I'm going to kick your ass. And like, I, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Just be like, hey, I'm coming back. And I'm going to kick your fucking ass. That's all you had to say, dude, you know? Like, stop attacking people's families. Especially Khabib's, dude. Khabib kicked your fucking ass, hands down, and he'll do it again. Yeah. He'll come out of retirement in five years and kick your ass, dude. Khabib could put on fucking, like, could do no training. He could, like, completely go out of shape and still <laughs> kick your ass on the ground, Connor. Yeah. So stop talking about Khabib. He's out of the UFC. He's out of the picture. Stop talking about Khabib. I know you had your issues with him, but he's out He's arguably going to go down as one of the top three greatest fighters of all time. Stop talking about him. You will lose to him every time. Yep. Stop attacking Khabib's family. Your 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 argument right now and your fight right now is apparently against Dustin Poirier, which makes zero sense. You fought him once. You you know you beat him the first time. The second time you were all nice to him and he he knocked you out. And then and then this third time seven. And then this third time, he, you know, you broke your leg. Okay, yeah, sure. You're gonna, you're gonna go into the octagon again with him the next time, and it's gonna be a huge pay per view. And I get it; it's all about maybe the money for you, but you're doing it the wrong way by attacking people's families. You could just sit there and talk shit, and it's still gonna sell. Yep. You know, like just stop doing this because at this point, no UFC fighter is on your side. 
at all. Yeah, no, no there's not, not, yeah, not even close. You, there may be some ignoramus them. fans that are just like, absolutely. And like, like I said, Keep I will always have yeah. a soft spot in my heart for you, Connor, because you're the one who really made me love UFC. But right now, man, I don't have love for you because there's just no, there's no, like, I, hey, I grew up with a somewhat difficult fucking upbringing at, at, at a certain point in my life. But if someone, you know, attacked my family for what has happened in the past, I, like Kyle said, on site, like it would be no, no, nothing. Yeah. You attack someone's family, that's that's it. That is it's, it. It's crossing the level of professionalism, where it's like these these are all fighters. Yeah, sell that fight with that person. You know, you don't start attacking their family. Right. You could just sit there and say like, "Hey, I'm gonna kick your ass." Like you're dead, and you can yeah. you can even say you're, you're dead. dead in the ring. You don't say you and your missus are dead. Right. Like that's yeah, you don't, know? yeah. And I, I I saw a little post on Facebook that said, uh, "Who's your guys' favorite UFC trash talker of all time?" Mine's Michael Bisbing, and someone commented in the comments, in asterisks, he goes, set the scene, just broke your leg. Hey, your wife is in the DMs. <laughs> he goes, hands down, no contest, Conor McGregor's the best trash talker. <laughs> and I was like, all right, like, in that moment specifically, to me, that, like, made me laugh. No, no, like, no, 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 no. So that argument, I would say Conor McGregor, up to a point. It, no, 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 100%. Up to a yeah. point. Yes. Because yes. he is. Yes. Because in the beginning of his career... Up until up until probably you know like what five months ago he's probably still the greatest trash talker of all time. Yeah, you know. But now now yeah, he, yeah, now he, now he's now know? he's turned into his his trash talking has turned into just attacking people's families and that's not okay. He's turned into a villain. What do you think? Well, to me, it's a thing of like you attack someone's culture, like not even like beyond the like him attacking his father who passed away with beyond something he could control. You attack someone. You attacked his wife because that's what their culture is. That, yeah. that, that's the that's their traditional like headgear. That's what they wear. Like, would you say that about anyone in America? Would you say that about his, a Hispanic person? Would you say that about a black person? Like, no, you wouldn't. So why do you think it's okay to say that about someone that's Islam? You know? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, that's a line that I cannot respect. Like, that's the line you cross, and I'm like, okay, you're just a piece of shit now, because like now I'm like, you're just a racist. There's there's nothing that I can say that makes you like oh it was just because I was really mad at the guy the guy that you fought what how many years ago fucking four three years ago and got your ass beat by him and that's and the still guy you're going still after mad him at. and still going after him yeah like, yeah like who and he hasn't fought in how long and he retired on top like and that's the guy you're really going after when yeah. you haven't won your last two fights. And like, the last, you, well, the last fight you won was against a guy that was like fucking forty. Yeah, like come on, dude. And it it, just, it blows my mind, right? Because it wasn't until I really started doing this whole segment, right, and the research, and going through the past, just like, dude, like when he threw a dolly through a bus window, how is he still with the UFC? Two fighters got injured, other ones had like PTSD from it, and like, and still, just because he sold, you get you kept him in the UFC. And then he literally punched an old man in the face. Yeah. Like at the time, I remember going, "Jesus, Connor." <laughs> I remember. I think that was. I think that was your boom at the time. It might have been, dude, because he <laughs> fucking hit him with a haymaker. But like, then I look back and I'm doing the research and I'm like, dude, he literally punched an old man in the face. Yeah, it's one of those over things, a shot of whiskey. It's one of those things where you look at, in the moment because it was Conor McGregor and it was the height of Conor McGregor. Yeah. You're like, ah. Fucking Connor, dude. It's, it, it's so pathetic. And then you look back on it and you're like, mm, we, it's like you've been, like you said, for your whole five minutes. It's like, mm, we let him get away with that. That's, yeah. that's something we probably should have taken a little bit more seriously in the moment and been like, well, he did punch an old defenseless man for no reason. 
A, a UFC fighter who <laughs> held two belts punched a defenseless old, <laughs> old man. man. Over a shot of whiskey. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Conor McGregor, you are on deep watch right now, man. Like, you got you got to fix a lot of things. And I, I don't know if you ever will. Uh, but uh, we will we will be looking. Okay, Logan, uh, that was that was a big segment. Obviously, Kyle, you know what, Kyle, I'm getting sick and tired of being sick and tired of you always sitting there every single segment, like, oh, we're not going to take all the time. You took all five <laughs> minutes, and we took all ten minutes. I'm getting sick and tired of it. Stop saying it every episode. <laughs> Next time you say it, dude, I'm going to have zero comments on your entire segment. We're just going to make it go thirty seconds. I'll be yeah. honest, I didn't think we were going to talk that much. Yeah. Oh, 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 about about one of our arguably the most inf- influential. Uh, UFC fighters of all time, and in in his downfall, the notorious. Yeah, they will destroy that. They box. will <laughs> destroy that. Um, box. Yeah, I mean, I thought it'd be like, yeah, dude, he is a piece of shit. No, no dude, it. no, your no. topic. Yeah, I knew as soon as you posted it, I knew it was going to take forever. Fair enough. Okay, Fair um, enough. Logan, I'm very excited about yours. Um, so let's go ahead and get into it, my guy. Okay. So last week we talked AFC. This week we're going to talk NFC. Yeah, and baby. Pre, uh, previewing the NFL season. We're going to do the same as last week. We're going to Northeast, Southwest. So we're starting the NFC North. My opinion, clear-cut winner and loser. I think it's clear that the Packers win. I think it's clear that the Lions lose the division very, very far. Uh, sorry, Tanner, but I feel like it's just being realistic. The middle is where it gets interesting. I have the Bears over the Vikings because I love that defense and I love Justin Fields. I understand that the Vikings last year only finished third because they were missing Dalvin Cook for most of the season. But I think Justin Fields is a more solid quarterback situation than bouncing back and forth between Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. And that defense is still that defense. So I'm going to pick the Bears over the Vikings. We'll move on to the NFC East. Uh, I have the football team. I think it's the same as it was last year is how I have it. I have the football team. And number one, if you were able to win the division last year, granted, Dak Prescott, horrific leg injury. But if you were able to win the division, bouncing back and forth between a quarterback that had one leg and another quarterback who got his ass beat by his wife of two days, and then you transition to Ryan Fitzpatrick, fucking, you're amazing. You're going to do just fine for yourselves. Cowboys, I have them coming in second because of Dak Prescott coming back. They still have an electric offense. I've heard good things about the defense. I haven't seen any good things about the defense, so I'm not going to trust that until I see it. Not as, At least not enough to overtake the number one spot. I have the Giants in third. Uh, they had so many additions this offseason. They got Kenny Galladay. They're going to get their wide receiver core back. They're going to get Saquon back. The offense should look a lot better. The defense, they added Dory Jackson and Logan Ryan in the secondary. The defense should be more well-rounded. They would finish better than third if they had anyone other than Daniel Jones at quarterback. So I'm going to stick with the Giants at third and then the Eagles in last because it's Jalen Hurts leading the team. He doesn't really have anyone to go to. He's not an amazing quarterback. The defense is eh at best. But I do think the NFC East goes from last season being the worst division in football to this year not being that bad. Then we'll move on to what I think will be the worst football in or the worst division in football is the NFC South. It's weird to say that when you consider that the Bucs are probably going to be in the Super Bowl. But then the rest of the division is going to be absolute dog shit. And so it's hard 
for me to say anything different. I have the Falcons at two, and the only reason I have the Falcons at two is because I trust Matt Ryan and that offense more than I trust Jameis Winston and Sam Darnold. <laughs> so I'm going to have the Falcons at two, the Saints at three because it's Sean Payton still coaching. Uh, the defense should look okay, even though they've lost a lot in the secondary, and they lost their leading pass rusher from last year. They should still be okay. Better than the Panthers. Better than the Panthers. It's Sam Darnold. Uh, I haven't given up on Sam Darnold. I wouldn't be surprised if the Fal if the Panthers have a decent season and maybe make it interesting for that three spot, um, especially with Matt Rule and Joe Brady, and he'll have DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and Christian McCaffrey back and potential. If he if he really doesn't have a good year this year, then absolutely throw him to the curb and he's nothing. Um, but that's where I have it: Bucks, Falcons, Saints, Panthers. That's the worst division in football. Move on to the best and toughest division in football, the NFC West. I have, I'll just list it off and then I'll go through it. Rams, Seahawks, Niners, Cardinals. And Cardinals at the bottom is clear because they just don't have that much. Uh, they have D-Hop. They have added a bunch of guys that were great three years ago. Uh, A.J. Green and J.J. Watt, you know, that's great. Larry Fitz, that was, if he's playing, cool. But they don't really have, they have James Conner at running back. They just don't have enough around Kyler Murray still. Um, unless A.J. Green has a bounce-back year, then maybe. But even defensively, they lost Pat Pete, who was their leading corner. They got Buda Baker, and then the defense after that is kind of like hit or miss, Cause especially because Chandler Jones wants out. Or Chandler Jones, yeah? I think it's Chandler Jones. He wants out. So now you lose your leading pass rusher. Um, I have the Rams winning, and the reason I have the Rams winning is because you take a team that had Jared Goff at quarterback and still came in second, and you replace him with Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is a great quarterback. I think he'll lead that offense way better than Jared Goff did. I know you guys lost Cam Akers, but if there's one coach that I think can make a team still a threat with running the football without actually running the football, it's the Rams with Sean McVay. He's gonna in, he's gonna have jet sweeps. He's gonna have shovel passes. He's gonna have quick screens that take advantage and make a defense still cheat up, and still and then take advantage over the top. And I love that Tutu Atwell pick even more now because of that. And then I have the Seahawks in second because it's still Russell Wilson, best quarterback in the division, uh, with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And the Niners with that defense and being healthy, I think they'll have a bounce back season. Okay. I was really nervous. I didn't think you were going to go against the Rams at any point in time, but like yeah. I know that the NFC West is the toughest division in football. Yeah, yeah. it's not even a contest. Uh, the only argument you can make would be the AFC North um, as far as the second toughest division. Mm -hmm. um, but that would just be an argument that it would, it would fall on the soft. To, to me, even then, it's top three versus top four. Right. That, that top three in the like, NFC West. The Arizona Cardinals, put them in any other division, they'd probably finish second. Yeah. But they're finishing fourth in the NFC West, and I agree with you there. Um, so, obviously, I agree with you. The Rams, I, I enjoyed the kind words. And I think even without Cam Akers, this... Oh, my God. <sighs> Sorry. Was muted. I know you guys heard that little spiel because it's, you know, I, I'm low to the mic. However, so I, I like what you said about uh, the Rams and Cam Akers. Um, however, we still have Daryl Henderson. People forget about what he did in Memphis, yep. and I cannot wait for that. I cannot wait for that Daryl Henderson show. I don't get me wrong. I loved Cam Akers last season, but I was I was really looking for Daryl Henderson breakout season. Um, it never really happened because of Cam Akers breakout season as a rookie. Um, but I'm very excited about Daryl Henderson this season. I think we're going to be able to run the ball very, very well, um, especially if Matt Stafford had a quarterback. you got to think Jared Goff 
I've always said kind words about Jared Goff. We'll never not say kind words about Jared Goff. Um, I liked him as a quarterback. Obviously, he quarterback can frustrate anyone. Aaron Rodgers can frustrate Kyle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Peyton Manning frustrated Colts fans. He frustrated Broncos fans. It happens. Quarterbacks frustrate you. Um, but if anything, Matthew Stafford brings a deep ball that Jared Goff never had. And with Tutu Atwell, um, Cooper Cup in the slot, Robert Woods, he's not the mm-hmm. fastest guy in the world, but he knows how to run around and he knows how to go deep. Yep. So I'm very excited about this season for the Rams. I have really big hopes. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it, just thinking about it. Um, I've been waiting for this moment all fucking season <laughs> once, once we got Matthew Stafford because Matthew Stafford is a far superior quarterback. NFC South, absolutely. Stay on the West real quick. Oh. Um, So I agree with the Rams. Um, And I loved Daryl Henderson last year, like you said. You were waiting for him to have the blowout season. Cam Akers took the light. I still thought Daryl Henderson was an amazing running back, and every time they put him in, I feel like he was really just trucking along for some great – some deep balls. And then Matthew Stafford, too. Not just the deep pass, but the grit, dude. Like that – that's a tough motherfucker, dude. No, like Matthew Stafford. He took hits in, yeah. in Detroit, left and right, and got up from it. Of course, he had his injuries, but when you get sacked five times a game, yeah, you might fucking tear a fucking shoulder. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then but my my only switch with that is I'm going to put Cardinals above Niners. Um, I I just don't think the Niners are going to have that offense figured out. I think that's absolutely nuts. I don't. I think Kyler Murray is coming into his ways. I don't think James Conner is a bad running back by any chance. No, not bad. DeAndre Hopkins, debatably one of the best wide receivers in the league. Now, A.J. Green, I mean, able to have at least some IQ and to where they can't just make sure they only focus on D-Hop. It'll take some pressure away. I think the offense will be scary. And like we said, you guys think they're going to be fourth, which is fine. I still think they'd be two or ones in other, in other divisions. So here's my thing. This is why I have Cardinals in fourth is because they're going to do terrible against the NFC West. Yeah. So, so, that, so here's my games. thing. The Rams are going to beat the Cardinals twice. Seahawks. And Niners might split it with the Cardinals one on one, and I could see that. Okay. However, when you lose to one team in your division twice, and you can split the other ones, it's going to be really hard for you to make up those games and two try and four. Yeah, two and four in your division—that's bad. And I, the only reason I say the Rams are going to beat the Cardinals twice, not gonna, NFC West is the toughest division. At, at this point in my life, I'm used to splitting games with the Niners and Seahawks. I'm used to it. I'm honestly used to losing to the Niners twice somehow, and it's it's getting to the point where I want to cut off my penis because of it. Because I've been losing to the Niners twice in a row for like three seasons in a row, and that's not regular. That's not normal, and I hate it. Um, but well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that we have a you know at least a little, little bit of a disagreement. On yeah, this one. I, I just I um, don't think the Cardinals have a chance. So the only thing that my thing, I think the Cardinals the can end up is the defense. That's the only thing that worries me about the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals can end up nine and eight in a positive plus five hundred season, but they're not going to make the playoffs. Because I think that the two wild card spots are going to be the Niners and Seahawks, or the Rams and you know the Seahawks if the Niners win, or the or, or somebody. The, I, I don't. I, mean? I, yeah, I don't see Niners taking first. I no, I don't see the I Niners taking first, first, but I, I I can see them claiming a wild card spot because of that defense. That defense is still elite. Um, if but, Mostert stays healthy, that speed at running back is going to be hard to stop against people outside of the NFC. But West. they lost their defensive um, coach. Yeah, Robert you know, Sala. You, you yeah, know. but those pieces are still in place for a still good Still in defense. place, but, you know, Patrick Sherman, I'm uh, sorry, Richard Sherman even said he was a fucking leader. He got us in shape. So we'll, we'll see how it holds up. But that's, yeah, let's move on because we've got three other ones. So right. South. South, uh, completely agree here. I got Bucks. Uh, then I got. 
Then I got Falcons, but I think the Saints, depending putting, on who they I'm start. I'm Panthers above Saints. I was thinking about it because I think that offense I'm could not. be better. Well, but. And Saints, Michael Thomas wants out. Yeah, he wants out now. And he's Drew not going to play out. the start of the year. They're going to have no one to throw the football to. Yeah. yeah, and so I think literally just Christian McCaffrey I think Bucks have can, a, can, can do better than the Saints. Bucks have a walk-in to, <clears throat> to the playoffs for yeah, sure, easily. obviously. NFC North, this is where things got hairy for me. Obviously, I have the Packers at first, no doubt about it. Um, I have the Bears at last. So I have really? I have Packers even if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play. He will obviously. He said he was, but I think even if he would have stepped away, I'd still have him. In no, it, no. If Aaron Rodgers um, wasn't, wasn't going to play, Vikings would would win that division. I put Bears last as well. I put Bears as last. Really? I have Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. Um, Same. I think so. My thing with the Lions is yes, they have Jared Goff starting at quarterback. My whole thing is is he's not a bad quarterback. No, he's and not. he's not worse. Then anybody that the Bears are going to start the season. Justin Fields is a rookie. He's not going to do better than Jared Goff, I don't think, in his rookie season. I think down the road, once Justin Fields gets comfortable, once he becomes like a second-year starter, a three-year starter, yes, Justin Fields should come into his own. We'll see. Ohio State quarterbacks never work out, but I hope Justin Fields does. However, Lions, they do still get a veteran quarterback who's been to a Super Bowl, something Matthew Seifert has never had. Um, and then you have a coach that is... So badass. So fired up. So fired so up fired and up. so badass. I think those players are just going to rally around that. And you're going to see these Lions, and they're just going to be a really gritty team. I think they're going to end up somewhere around, you know, maybe like 7 and 10 or something like that's that. I but I think see. that's going to be – I think I think, I think think 7 and 10, maybe 6 and 11. I think that's going to be good enough for third in that division. Um, I agree because I think the Lions, in my opinion on paper, have one of the best O-lines in the NFL. So they have a great O-line. Uh, they have no one to throw the football But Jared to. Goff does very good when he has time to throw the ball. That's great. <laughs> but if none of the wide receivers can get open, then you have a problem. No, no, absolutely. I understand that. But the Bears, they have they have such a terrible QB situation right now. They have Andy Dalton, who they say is going to be the starter. I bet Andy Dalton starts the season. They start 0-3. They put Justin Fields in, and he starts fucking fucking up as a rookie quarterback because that's what rookie quarterbacks do yeah. all the time. They, they don't bring their teams to the playoffs. I rookie know. Quarter, no. I, I get it. I just – the things that I've heard, the things that I've seen from Justin Fields so far – No, no, no. I, I, I've heard and, and, and seen the, the same thing. It's like, cool, dude. You can make a throw in a preseason game against some backups. You can make some amazing throws in practice. I bet you did that in Ohio State. Then that's I, I get it. That's fair. He's a rookie, but I don't know. I just I trust that defense too. I, I know they still have a key mix. They still have Khalil Mack. They still have a good secondary. They still have good linebackers. The big theme for me with the NFC when I was looking at all this is defense. I trust the Bears' defense. I trust the football team's defense. I trust uh, the 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 Niners' defense, which is why I put them at third because I think it's going to be a, top, a tough top yeah. three. I trust these defenses. When it comes to the Lions, I don't trust that defense in the slightest. I think they give up like twenty eight points a game at least. I see and see. See, I understand where that argument comes in. However, that just I'm going to play back into my old argument where I'm talking about the head coach. Man, those players are going to just get gritty, and it's just going to. I'm excited to watch Lions football. Lions play the Rams. So am I. And I'm excited I'm to watch fan, but Lions I, I, football this year. So I, I think Lions go eight and nine, seven and ten. Wow. No, eight and nine is, is bold. Eight, nine, seven, or ten. Seven and okay. ten, I was being generous. And I think Bears go six and eleven. So I think five, the Bears I think the Bears go four and thirteen. We can make a make a wager. I will flip that. I think the Lions go four and thirteen and the Bears can go at least above five hundred. Lincoln. Absolutely. That's fair. Alright, so so we won't go on record. We'll just say 
We think Lions better than Bears. You say Bears better than Lions. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Okay, okay let's move on to the NFC East. Um, so, I do. So here, here's my thing. I get what you're saying with the Washington football team. I love Ryan Fitz. He's 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 a guy, dude. He is a he is a dude. Um, but I'm going with uh, the I'm Dallas going, Cowboys with Dak Cowboys. with Dak Prescott back. Um, and he's fired up. Dak Prescott. He's getting mad that he's not getting the reps. He's and like, I'm healthy. I, I'm not sore. I'm ready to go. He's working I, with Amari Cooper. And I, yeah, he's 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 got CD Lamb, Amari Cooper. He's got Zeke. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I don't like the Cowboys, but like I'm excited to see how they do. I think they end up around. Eleven and six. I was gonna say I th- I think they do very well this season. As long I mean, they're, as they're gonna healthy. lose week one of the Bucks because it's against the <laughs> yeah. fucking Tom Brady and the Bucks, no doubt. Um, but I think they can win some games and it, maybe not eleven and six because I do feel like they're gonna lose some stupid games because it's the Cowboys and that's what they do. Uh, I'll go I'll go ten and seven. I'll go ten and seven, and, but that's gonna be good enough to win that NFC East because everyone else is absolute dog shit. Like Washington, even with Ryan Fitz, you're dog shit. Eagles. You used to be so high on Jalen Hurts. Well, no, I was high on him because they replaced fucking uh, Carson Wentz with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but you... Which, which, by the way, on the Colts, I mean, to just... Oh, no, the Colts are, the Colts are terrible. Have surgery yeah, and Col- Colts are probably going to get the number one pick this year. Um, ah, Texans. <laughs> Sean Watson's not playing. They have literally nobody. <laughs> okay, Texans won, Colts too. But, no, I, yeah, I'm i going Cowboys, Washington. I'm going to go Giants and Eagles, but I, I, I want to go Eagles I'm going to go Cowboys, Giants... Washington Eagles. Okay. Really? Yeah. No. So so here's the thing with 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 the Giants. Like like you said, I know they got Daniel Jones. At, joins joins joins. Jesus joins. Christ. We got Daniel Jones. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Daniel Jones at quarterback. However, um, they they've they've got some more pieces in there for him. I know Kenny Kenny Galladay is coming off an injury, stuff like that. But when he was in Detroit with Matthew Stafford, he was making big plays. Um, they've they've obviously bolstered up the defense a little bit. Saquon's coming back. We're gonna see how that is. I don't think Saquon's gonna be the same Saquon that we saw his rookie season. Torn ACL, which is unfortunate. It was super unfortunate. However, it's still a good running back. Um, he's still gonna be like a top ten running back in my opinion, and that goes a long way. Eagles have Miles Sanders, who's who's been doing decent enough, but like that. And then what does Washington have? They have a decent running back over there. Uh, Antonio Gibson? Yeah, Antonio Gibson, who had a, who, who's had a couple good seasons, but nothing amazing. I think Washington's defense would be the only thing that would put him again, above the Giants for me. So I understand Cowboys, Washington, Giants, Eagles. Um, I think the Eagles finished dead last. They're going to be the th- number third pick in the NFL draft. We will revisit this when the season ends. Absolutely. Okay, uh, I know we went a little bit over, but let's go into Boom or Bust, baby. Um, I don't care the order as long as I get the last boom because it goes into my bust. Okay, so as far as that goes then. <clears throat> so, wait, Kyle, you want... I got three booms, one bust. So you want your last boom to be the last one. Okay, yeah. so you have one boom, right? One boom. Why don't you hit us with your one boom then? Okay, my boom, one boom. Trade off. My one boom is going to be Sharif Cooper. Uh, I said this on my on the episode two weeks ago when we at, we talked about my sleepers. I said Sharif Cooper was a sleeper of mine. He hadn't been drafted yet at the time of recording. He ended up going second round to the Hawks. That I told you he averaged like twenty and ten in college. I was wrong. He averaged eighteen and ten. Um, he didn't start until like halfway through the season because he left high school a year early, I believe. So far in summer league, he's averaging 17.7 points per game, nine assists per game. 
He's hit a game winner against the Pacers. It was a three in the corner. And he sent the game to overtime against the Sixers on a tough attack to the rim with a nice lay-in. The kid is a stud. He's going to play behind Trey Young. He's going to give them good minutes. He's a solid backup point guard who's going to facilitate to a team that already has a bunch of scores. I said this before the season started when we were talking about previewing the contenders. I said the Sixers needed a contender off the bench. Or, sorry, they needed a playmaker off the bench. And when you give them Sharif Cooper, who can score a little bit, but he's mainly focused on getting guys the ball, that's all I can ask for. I think that was a beautiful pick. They got a steal, and he's showing that exactly in the summer league. Hey, right on. Good yeah. for him. Absolutely showing it. Showing it all. Showing it all. All right, uh, my first boom. I'll go first. You go second. I'll do my second, then you do your last two. Sure. Sound good? Yep. Uh, snake eaters. Ooh. People who <laughs> <laughs> People who eat snakes. I didn't even think of Waterboy. What, what, what part of the snake would you say I'm eating? Uh, they don't have body parts, but I'd probably say the knee. <laughs> yeah, snake eaters. Uh, so a snake bites a man, a man bites it back, and yeah. a snake dies. So pretty badass. Um, so I don't know the name or the, or the part of the country that this happens in because this type of stuff happens in crazy parts of the world. You know yeah, what I mean? That's so right. I'm going to give it my best Kyle effort and pronounce some of this shit. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kishore Badra of <sighs> Gambra Hipiata village under Salijanga Pachiat under Danagandi block. Was no. returning home after work. That was that was that was the place. No, no, no. That was exactly it. <laughs> I don't believe you. I did a book report on that. <laughs> uh, was returning home after working in his paddy field on Wednesday night when a snake bit him on his leg. In a bizarre case of human revenge, a 45-year-old tribal man reportedly bit a snake to death after the latter bit him in a remote village in Odisha's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jaipur District, Kishore Badra of whatever village that is. Um, oh my God, the village is such a crazy name. The village name is a boom. <laughs> if yeah. you want a city or a village, the big booming. Name it uh, Kishore or uh, name it Gambrahipita Village <laughs> under Salingjanga Pachat under Dagandi Block. That is the city name. Crazy. However, booming to this dude, I mean, not taking any shit from snakes, dude. Snake bites you, dude, and you just, like, bite it to death. Yep. Dude, good for you. He was like, hey, you just got offended. That's it. You know, most people that would get bit by something like that, they'd lose their mind. They'd be like, oh, God, I just got bit. He was like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, grabbed it and just, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no bite me. For me, those are the key words. Bit it to death. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't, like, one bite that was major. It was multiple bites. Yeah, he, like, bit the that thing in half. Uh, so good for him. Uh, that is my first boom. Kyle, what do you got? Uh, so mine is JaVale and Mama JaVale, Pamela, McGee. Ah. Uh, first mother-son gold medalist in Olympic basketball. What a fucking family, huh? Yeah. Shout out JaVale McGee. So he, I think he's on a list of like three Dude, went people. to UNR, dude. Yeah. Olympic gold medal. He's yeah, on, dude. Let's go. He's on a list of like three people all time to have multiple finals championships and a gold medal. It's like, it's like him, LeBron James, and Michael Jordan, and that's it. He, he's just one of those guys that, like, every team can be like, hey, we need a big man to come in for some minutes, and you're that guy. And how much did it. he even play in the Olympics? Probably, like, three minutes. Yeah. So, like, yeah. how much did his mom play? No, they're probably a lot. Yeah, no, his mom and dad were actually, you <laughs> his, know, his mom, his mom was, was actually, really like, good at basketball. Yeah. Well, no, 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 yeah, that's what I'm saying. So she covered him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. 
He, he did what he had to do to get that gold medal, you know, like just like his mama. He's like, hi, mom. Beat you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Second one. Uh, Mountain Dew. Do the Dew. Gamer Fuel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Always. Always Gamer Fuel. Always. Mountain Dew. However, they're launching uh, Mountain Dew alcoholic drinks in 2022. Oh, oh, yikes. Yeah, dude. So extreme Gamer Fuel. <laughs> the hangovers are it's real. It's just for Loco. <laughs> with a different it's just name. for Loco <laughs> yeah. with the Mountain Dew logo on it. Pretty much, that's probably what it's going to be. However, um, you know, Kyle knows this. I like to... I like to and... and Chad knows this. I like to drink a little bit when I when I get gaming with the bros. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. And if I can mix that with some gamer fuel like Mountain Dew, dude, I'm gonna take it. Um, but booming the Mountain Dew, like, hey, get into the game. I think Mountain Dew alcoholic beverages are gonna boom because there's so many pieces of shit out there that only drink Mountain Dew. You know, like those 30 year old fat fucks in their mom's basement just playing World of Warcraft. Do you know how many? Drunkenly punched holes in drywall. There's gonna be <laughs> oh a lot <laughs> from these Kyles that oh, start dude. getting fucked hey. up on these. Hey, okay. M Night Shyamalan twist on your ass. Let's start a you know a business where we go around repairing drywall. <laughs> dude, I like it. I like it. I'd be like, I'd be handyman. like my own tribe. Let's start. Let's handyman. start a handyman business. Just Kyle's, fixing drywall. Kyle's handyman business. My name's still in it. But it's ah, your first name. I was wondering why you threw the little twang on handy. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Dude, nailed that makes it. Sense. It was for hand jobs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> handy man, what's up? In the drywall hole, and then fix the drywall. I mean, no dirty socks, nothing, no messed up. <laughs> I like it. Before Cal, we fix it, we're hit us with your it. second bust, your third butt, or your your second boom, your third boom, and then your bust that rolls into it. Sweet Jesus. Okay, uh, so my second boom is gonna be James Savage. Yeah. You guys know who he is? Mm. Yeah, wouldn't expect it. Uh, becomes, <laughs> be, became the youngest person to swim the length of Lake Tahoe. Huh. Oh, he's 12 years old, right? 14. 14, that's Four, right. Freshman in high school, this motherfucker swam across Lake Tahoe. What an asshole. The whole dude, I mean... You better start winning some gold medals in a couple years. Dude, you, you, know that dude, you know that dude has an eight-pack. And you know what, dude is laying pipe at fourteen. No, no, he's not. No, 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 no. no. He's a swimmer. Oh. No, he's a swimmer. Uh, they don't start laying pipe until you're like, uh, like fucking dressler where you're ripped with tats, and yeah. then you're slaying. Wait till he's old enough to get tattoos, then he'll fuck. My yeah. school swimmers got rowdy. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. Interesting. The water oh. polo team were all freaks. Okay, water polo is fucking different. Well, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Water but polo, yeah, but nobody wants to fuck them except for other water polo. People. No, 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 yeah, yeah. But these are, <laughs> they're all rich. These are water polo people, though, but with just more stamina. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I, I'd have to say James Savage is probably laying that pipe. Fucking last. I'm time. gonna hit him up. I'm gonna try and get that guy on our show. 14. All right, we'll get a 14 year old for an interview. Hey, uh, a quick update for you guys that are still listening. We have a couple of interviews in the works, guys. So. Be on the lookout for those. Be Cal, on, be on, what is your... Be on the lookout. Uh, my uh, third boom is going to be Tom Brady. Okay. It's a little fun fact. Um, you guys probably saw it. Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Right? Megatron. The guy. Drafted. Played. Retired. And inducted into the Hall of Fame all between Tom Brady's 7th and 22nd NFL season. And he's not done yet. <laughs> this guy is an animal. Um... To have one of the debatably best wide receivers ever to play the game um, do his entire NFL career, start to finish, post-finish, all while you're still playing, goddamn, that's a lot of years. 
A lot of years. That's booming. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. And then my bust, Tim said it earlier, kind of took the words out of my mouth. Um, Tom Brady and uh, Tony Dungy, both on cocaine. Uh, don't know if you guys saw the uh, the picture of them after the uh, the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony. Um, they got a little pic together, and goddamn, they are uh, looking tweaked out. I'm going to post that picture on Instagram. Um, and make sure you guys comment your favorite captions for it. Uh, but, yeah, bust on them for taking one of the worst pictures ever seen by NFL people. Easily. Absolutely. Easily. Absolutely. Okay, so me and Logan are the ones with bust left. Are you hit, it, hit us with your first one. Uh, so my first bus is Fox News, not for anything political, but because they posted an article with the headline of Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, were drunk during Team USA celebration. Shocking uh, that a bunch <laughs> of guys just won a gold medal, drank some champagne. Yeah. And got a little tipsy. Fox News. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little bit of a reach. Uh, it's a shitty article. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, my first bust is going to be <clears throat> whoever manages... The NBA Instagram account. Okay. Do you guys follow NBA on Instagram? Absolutely not. No? No. No. So I I'm, don't, but Toad Talking Sports does. So Okay, so I do. <laughs> I do, and I'm starting to want to unfollow them. They post so many goddamn videos. And, you know, I thought maybe it would take a pause during Summer League. No, now I'm just seeing oh, these... More I'm league. just seeing these fucking soon-to-be G League players just... <laughs> making fucking shots and I'm like cool you're making it against other people who are also in the summer league which are not good players except for like maybe a couple of them and I'm starting to lose my mind because all my Instagram is NBA yeah. so NBA can you please stop posting so many fucking videos because it's starting to really piss me off um, that's the only sports like national sports league I follow for some reason I don't follow NFL I don't follow MLB for some reason I follow NBA and it's just my whole Instagram is so, really backfiring. <laughs> so so crowded. Um, uh, please stop. It's just getting out of control. I am going to unfollow you now that I'm thinking about it, because um, I know you're not going to stop. <laughs> um, and I'm done with it. Whoa, 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 guys, we just got an update. Tim Han wants us to stop. We got to cut this, guys. Cut all ties. <laughs> Look, we know that the end. We know that Adam Silver listens to our podcast because he's Easily. reached out. He's reached out yeah. to me uh, multiple times personally. Yeah. Yeah. So. I just want them to stop. Whoever's managing that account is just to cool it down. Okay? I know you have millions of followers, but you're about to lose one. And I need you to cool it down because it's just getting out of control. And it's not just any one follower. It's it's Timothy Hand. It's Timothy Hand, uh, co-host of Totally Talking Sports. So, so yeah. Chill out. Chill All out. right. Logan, what is your second bust? Uh, it's the NBA. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, so my bust the NBA because uh, LaMelo Ball wants to wear number one. Uh, so LaMelo Ball wore number one all throughout high school. He wore number one through his time in Latvia. He wore number one when he came back to the United States and played another year of high school basketball. And then he wore number one when he went to Australia for a year. Then he had to wear number two when he got drafted by the Hornets because Malik Monk was wearing number one. Uh, it was Lonzo tweeted at Malik, Bunk, uh, at Malik Monk after that and said, I know you want to wear number five just like he did in college. He said, we'll talk about it. They didn't talk about it because he kept number one. Now Malik Monk on the Lakers. Uh, I saw a tweet, and Miller Ball responded to the tweet that said he had missed the deadline to get his number changed. <laughs> and he said, how could I have missed the deadline if I have been asking you to change my number since I got into the league? <laughs> the Miller Ball is, like, one of the most marketable guys in the, in the NBA. Let him fucking wear number one. 
He, like, that number one jersey is going to be the best number one selling jersey in the NBA. Yeah. Probably be just one of the best selling jerseys in the NBA, period. So uh, just let him wear number one. It's yeah. not that fucking complex. I don't, know. I don't even know why there's a deadline. I don't know why there's a deadline either. Probably because they have to have a deadline for when they start making all the jerseys to sell to fans. Oh, yeah. But let's be honest. Oh, if, no, you, if, you have, if you have a Miller Ball number two jersey, and then when he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame wearing number one, and his jersey gets retired at number one, then number two is going to be worth so much more money. Yeah, absolutely. No, true, so, true. Absolutely. Okay, so my second and final bust is going to be uh, oh shit, what happened? Um, it's going to be Oregon, the Ooh. state of Oregon. Okay, that's fair. Uh, always, right? Well, oh my god, why is it doing this? Okay, hold on, this article is not allowing me to be a person. Uh, it wants me to subscribe. subscribe. Okay, um, oh god, they're doing it again. Um, okay, I know I know the article though. So, uh, Oregon, you're a fat bust because your governor just signed a bill to allow people to high, uh, graduate high school without proving to be able to do math or be able to write. Those aren't read. important at all. Um, I mean, I agree maybe with the math thing, but like being able to read or write. And I understand you're a math major. I know, I know, but I don't need to know algebra to get along in life. You know what I mean? What? Algebra. Dude, I used the Pythagorean theorem like three times yesterday. Prove it. <laughs> Prove it. Prove it. Yeah, basic math, <laughs> sure, dude. But like fucking 5x squared uh, minus fucking 3 cubed to the third That's power of x. Minus 9, Tim. Shut up, dude. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Uh, however, however, Sorry, dude. 27. Oregon. Oregon. People need to be able to read and write. Okay? If they can't read or write, they should be, they should be legally... Um, you know, declared uh, special needs. Yeah, no. Um, so Oregon and Washington have the two highest suicide rates. So maybe they're like. I think Alaska does. Is it Alaska now? I think it's Alaska because they also have like they have no sunlight. Yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah, let's check this out real quick. No, I, but I, honestly, I, know, I, know dude, I, I wouldn't be sad if I was in Alaska, dude. If it was dark all the time, guess what that means? Gaming time, dude. Whenever <laughs> it turns dark, dude, I'm like, oh, dude, gaming time, dude. So I get home from work and it's still dark, dude. Gaming time, dude. Gaming time. Uh, <laughs> it's actually Wyoming. Also not shocking. Yeah. Uh, so it's Wyoming, Fair New enough. Mexico, Montana, then Alaska, then Idaho. If I had to pick a top five, it would be that five. Maybe not in that order, but it would be that five. Wow. Okay, so things changed because I know three years ago it was Washington or Oregon. New Mexico because... would be pretty shitty. <clears throat> <laughs> I don't want to live in New Mexico. Oregon's yeah, tenth. Just, just staying so hot. You know Where's Nevada I mean? at, dude? Uh, ninth. Oh, <laughs> we're in the top ten. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's just because they gamble away their life. Oh, and they off themselves. Big facts. It's mi- mostly yeah. Vegas. Big facts. Yeah. Big facts. Yeah. Big facts. Yeah. Big facts. Yeah. All right, Definitely hey Logan, what's your last bus, dude? Uh, my last bus is the NFL. I'm coming after all the fucking major leagues. This, this Let's, go yeah. Let's go on. Let's go on. So it's the NFL. It's the no fun league because they're coming out with uh, penalizing targeting even harder than they have been. Uh, the idea is. Any gesture that is remotely considered taunting is a penalty. It's a 15-yard penalty. You get two, you're ejected. For taunting? For taunting. Dude. It's the fucking it's fucking football. You got dudes that are fucking trying to rip somebody's head off every fucking play. If someone lays some wood, if someone goes and w- there was a play where some guy that's trying to make a roster went and won a 50-50 ball in a scrimmage, won the 50-50 ball, got up, spun the ball. 15-yard penalty in, in the scrimmage because of taunting. And it's like, that's 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 a moment in that guy's life he'll never forget. That's probably the moment he made a roster and you penalize him 15 yards because it's a practice and he spun the football a little bit. 
it's going to fuck up the NFL. It's going to take them at least three weeks to figure this shit out. They're going to call so many taunting penalties and so many unsportsmanlike penalties the first three weeks. It might be unwatchable Dude, to watch. It's, it's the whole thing, again, when, when, so they, start, when they started like getting rid of celebrations in the end zone and everything was stupid and they were calling penalties for crazy shit like that. And it's going to be the same thing where at some point the NFL is going to be like, oh, we kind of fucked up on this, so we're going to allow it again. Yeah, well, I, so I was watching Pat McAfee's show. They talked about it was the same thing with the roughing the passer penalties. When Clay Matthews got like eight penalties yeah, in the first three weeks yeah. of the season and it was like Jesus Christ he's landing on the quarterback yeah and then they finally the fuck are you supposed to tackle yeah and then they finally dialed back on yeah. it but it's like how many times is that going to cost someone a game how many times yeah. is someone going to get taunt, get called for a taunting penalty when two minutes left in the fourth quarter they go win a 50-50 ball and flex on the corner that they won it on and then it's actually a 15 yard penalty takes them out of field goal range they don't win the game yeah, like, like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I think Chad Ochocinco was probably one of the cockiest football players to ever play the game. But when he started getting fined for him celebrating, it's being a badass, it's like, come on, grow up. Dude. It's electric. That's yeah, what people you want to see. It. Those are the guys that are the fucking sellers in the NFL. I know you have Tom Brady and he sells the most jerseys and everything. But, like, the guys that. What did the Bengals have going for them? Nothing. When, when Chad Ochocinco was on the team? Uh, they had Ochocinco. Carson Palmer and Ochocinco. Yeah, I mean. Hey. TJ Hushmanzada. <laughs> hey, he did do that back opening. Yeah. But, like, dude, Ojo I mean, dude, he's what fucking sold your tickets. You know? So it's like the whole celebration thing to me is crazy. And then taunting, bro, this whole fucking, the whole generation is becoming so soft. Yeah. Where it's like they have to now, but it's like, come on, dude. You can get your feelings hurt because someone was better than you. Get over it. Right. Yeah, get out of the NFL. I, I understand in situations like a couple years ago with the OBJ, Josh Norman kind of deal. That I understand. Oh, that was a nice yes. feud. I love yes. that feud. But, like, that game, I understand if you just – they should have both been thrown out of that <laughs> no, game yeah. easily. But if you have a guy that just goes and wins a ball and flexes on somebody and you give him a 15-yard penalty, it's fucking ridiculous. A guy does it twice, a guy that is a cocky guy. OBJ would get ejected from half the fucking games this year. Absolutely. He's going to make some yeah. great plays. He's going to break somebody's ankles and get yep. up and spin a ball, and they're going to be like, oh, 15 actually. So, well, I picked up eight for a first down, so negative seven. That's great. Like, it's just, it's fucking stupid. No, it's Absolutely. Trash. Hey, guys, uh, thank you for always tuning in. We appreciate the support and the listens you guys give us. Uh, as always, we will see you next week, and we love you. Appreciate the support, as always, and we'll catch you guys next week. Love, love, love you guys. See you next week.